Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. horse with a speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty Hyo Silver, the Lone Ranger. His faithful Indian companion, Tonto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come Silver. Let's go, big fellow. Silver. Holding their horses to an easy gait, the Lone Ranger and Tonto followed the Rio Argente as it broke through a towering mountain range. It was early morning, and they had reached a point where the pass suddenly widened into a valley. There, the banks of the silver bright river were dotted with snug cabins. Behind each cabin, a farm had been laid out and fenced with military precision and neatness. Small herds of cattle grazed in some fields, while the rest of the land was under cultivation. The masked man surveyed the scene and pointed. Otto, this is Veteran Valley. Me not savvy that name. Those homesteads belong to discharged soldiers from Fort Larkin. They settled here several years ago after Chief Standing Bear and his people were driven back to the reservation. Everything plenty peaceful now. I wonder. Look at that fence ahead. Ah, barbed wire strung on posts. Even river closed off. There's a gate where the trail goes through. 
But it appears to be fastened with chains and locks. And look on hill over yonder. Feller with rifle watches. Stop here, Tonto. Oh, 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 Easy. Looks like homesteaders have trouble. Perhaps we can help them. Help! You hear that, Kimasabi? Calls seem to come from the ground. Me see hole in trail, big gate. Get down, we'll take a look. Easy, big fellow. Yeah. Easy, feller. Be careful, Tonto. That's a deadfall. Somebody dig hole, cover top with brush, dirt. And somebody else fell in. Help me, please. Girl down there. Are you hurt, miss? No, I'm all right. Just help me out. I can reach you. Just let me have your wrists. Quick, Kimasabi. Feller on hill, point rifle this way. Easy now. We're making it. There. No, don't stand up. You're wearing a mask. Never mind that. Uh, a shot. Keep behind me. Him charging in on us. Me better shoot. No, don't draw, Tonto. Those were warning shots. Stand still, you wire cutters. No, Todd, don't shoot. Easy. Ho, ho, ho there. Honey, I didn't see you there. That masked man and Indian... Oh, help me out of that hole. Great guns, were you in that dead hole? Oh, you never told me about it, dear, and I fell in last night trying to reach you. I thought you'd be patrolling the fence. I was, but I didn't hear you. Poor girl. Why did you risk coming here? I wanted you to know that Jeb Hollis has hired a gang of professional gunmen to fight you veterans. We've been expecting that, honey. Now... Who are these two hombres? We're friends. My friends don't wear masks. What brought you here? We were headed for Colorado. We knew nothing of your trouble. That's right, Todd. I heard them talking before I called for help. Oh, and I, I apologize and thank you for rescuing Amy. I'm Todd Hunter. Are you the cavalry sergeant who won the Congressional Medal of Honor at the Battle of Squaw Mountain? I am, mister. You in that scrap? No, but I had a small part in the rest of the campaign. Oh, a shake, mister. It's an honor. Now, uh, suppose you tell me what you veterans are up against. Well, the Monarch Cattle Company is trying to drive us from our farms. Its headquarters ranch is a few miles up the river. We crossed part of its range. It's a big outfit. It grazes a half million acres now and is leasing a million more from the Indians on the Stand and Bear Reservation. That lease started our fight. How's that? This valley's the only place where Monarch can link up its old range with the Indian lands and make cattle drives. It's clear why Monarch needs your land for expansion. But I can't understand why a company with this reputation should resort to crime to gain its ends. Amy, uh, Miss Martin here can explain that. Well, you see, mister, I'm a former army nurse and an old friend of Todd's. I'm working at the headquarters ranch. I'm taking care of the Monarch president, J.C. Childish. Oh, he's a good man, but he's too old and ill to know what his company's doing now. Who has taken his place, Miss Martin? Jeb Hollis, the general manager. He's ambitious and crooked. I see. He's bribed the Indian agent at the reservation and a lot of politicians in Washington. All he's paying for grazing rights on the Indian land is five cents an acre. And the Indians are getting only $50,000 for something worth $2 million. Is the lease in effect yet? Oh, it's been approved in Washington. But it won't become binding until the tribe gets the money and the chiefs put their marks on the papers. Uh, when will that take place? Tomorrow. Monarch's New York office sent cash for the settlement. It's been transferred to the Indian agency. So far, there's only been a little shooting along this fence. But once that payoff is made and Hollis is sure of himself, it'll be war to the hills. Oh, it's going to be terrible. I heard Hollis say no prisoners would be taken. What is your sheriff doing to protect you? <laughs> Nothing. Monarch put him in office. Say, Amy, where's your horse? Well, I guess it's straight away while I was in that pit. Oh, I should be back with my patient right now. That horse must have gone back to his home corral. So somebody will come looking for you. Somebody come now. We better cover Deadfall. That looks like Jeb Hollis in the lead. It is. And he mustn't know how we feel toward each other. <laughs> 
Well, Speed. Yeah. Look at that masked man. What's he doing here? Watch him, men. The others, too. We're ready for him, boss. Well, nurse, here's your horse. Now you'd better explain. I don't work for you, Jeb Hollis. I'll explain to Mr. Childers. From the looks of your clothes, this nag threw you. You're certainly in strange company. A road agent, an Indian, and a bummer out of the army. A bummer, am I? Steady, steady, Todd. Trying to provoke you. Hunter, if you mess hall heroes don't clear out of this valley by tomorrow night, I'll pin your tin medals on your shirt tails and decorate every cottonwood along the river with your... With your carcasses. Why, you... He's going to shoot. I'll get him. Oh, my arm is... The rest of you stay frozen. Do something, you cowards. Not after he beats speed to the draw. Now, Hollis, take your killers and get out. We'll go. But the next time we meet, it'll be a different story. Come on. Get up. Get up. Get up. up. Thanks, mister. You saved my life, but they'll lay for you. That doesn't matter. Will you let us through the fence? Sure. Where are you going? To Fort Larkin. Colonel Burke, commanding officer at Fort Larkin, lay back in an easy chair in his quarters. His boots were off, and the history of the Napoleonic Wars lay open at his side. As he reflected that Napoleon might have won at Waterloo by using Indian tactics, the door opened. Colonel Burke? No, what? A masked man. Sergeant of the Guards! You needn't call him Colonel. He passed me through to you. He, he what? I am a friend of Todd Hunter. So, the mere mention of Hunter's name gave you the freedom of this fort. And I can understand that, but whatever your mask. I haven't time to explain. Right now, I want to send a message by your military telegraph. Are you crazy? Oh, no, not at all. I have the message written out. Here, read it. Uh, to the... Great Scott, man, don't tell me you're also a friend of an official that high in the government. I have his confidence, yes. Read on, please. Uh, You're advising him to cancel the lease on the Standing Bear Reservation. You say there's been bribery and fraud and that the situation in Veterans Valley calls for martial law. I think you're right. I want justice for the Indians, sir, but I have another object. That is to prevent the Monarch Cattle Company from attacking Veterans Valley. I'm afraid you're too late to stop that. Why? I'll clear the wire for your message. But even so, your friend in Washington won't have time to act before the chief's signed and the cattlemen start shooting. Isn't it possible for you to delay the signing of the lease? Unfortunately, no. Crooked as he may be, the Indian agent is a civilian. And as matters now stand, I have no authority over him or the cattle company. Those veterans served in your command, sir. They served with honor. Yes, yes, and no one knows that better than I. It may interest you to know that I've given the best marksman here leave to go hunting tomorrow. It's just possible that they'll hunt in the valley. I understand, Colonel. But even if the Monarch Company is beaten in battle, a lot of good men will die. That must not happen. Rejoining Tonto outside the fort, the masked man explained the situation and swung into the saddle. Steady, Silver, easy. Where we go now? Back to veterans? No, Tonto. There's still a way of keeping Jeb Hollis from attacking them. And what that? I'll explain as we ride. Come on, Silver! Come on, Scout! (laughs) 
The office of the Indian agency was crowded as the hour approached for the payment of the lease money. The cash lay in bags on a table guarded by Indian policemen in army uniforms. Sitting nearby, Jeb Hollis whispered to the agent in charge, while monarch gunmen and clerks lounged against the wall. Gathered across the room were the aged chief standing bare, his sub-chiefs and the elders of the tribal council. Hollis rose to speak. Great chief standing bare. When you and the other chiefs have signed this paper, all the money you see here will be yours to divide among your people. And all I want from you is the right to let my cattle feed on your useless land. You cheating my people, but them hungry, and me sign, this chief has spoken. Drawing his blanket closer to his shoulders, the grim old war chief strode noiselessly to the table as the Indian agent dipped a goose feather pen in an inkwell. After staring at Hollis for a moment, he accepted the pen and bent like an ancient oak before a storm blast to affix his picture name, the symbol of a fighting grizzly. Then, as the point of quill touched the document... Stand still, all of you. Keep your hands in sight. It's that masked man. He's after the money. There's his Indian, too. Hello, speak to these Indians. Mono Shokola. Anish Mungiduk. Now get the money bags and lease papers. They may be important in this case, even though the Indians didn't sign. Uh, me get them. You'll pay for this. You're committing robbery on government property. I'll set the army after you. This isn't robbery, Hollis. I'm gathering evidence of one crime to forestall an even worse one. You're fighting the monarch company. The sheriff is my man, and he'll deputize riders. They'll run you down. And when they do... He got money loaded. Hollis, horse ready. My horse? Yes. You're going with us. If you plan to abduct me, you won't shoot. So try to make me go. Cover the others, Tonto. I'll get him. Me do it. No! Take it! How? 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 Hollis, fellow, knocked out. Take him to his horse. I'll follow you. Me got him. Hurry, Kimasabi. Now, the rest of you stand where you are. Easy, big fellow. All right, let's go, Tonto. Get him up. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. to continue our story. 
To prevent the Monarch Cattle Company from cheating the Indians and starting a range war against homesteading veterans, the Lone Ranger and Tonto had seized the company manager and his money. Later in the day, they rode up to a large cabin in Veterans Valley. Oh, sir. Oh, sir. Oh, sir. Oh, sir. Oh, I told you so, Todd. Now you boys will be safe. Great work, mister. Todd, have you a place where we can lock Hollis up for a few days? Why, sure. We made a kind of guardhouse out of this cabin. The boys watching the wire change off here. Then we'll dismount. Easy, big fella. Easy, fella. Hello. Help Hollis off his horse and take him inside. Uh, help him up. I'll unload the money. You come this way, fella. You and the Indian plan to stay here, mister? We'll camp close by. But first, I want to find out if there's a telegraph message for me at Fort Larkin. Speed Collins leaned against the wall of the office building at Monarch's headquarters ranch. His right arm, which Amy had placed in splints, with the impersonal skill of a woman's school to treat wounded enemies and friends alike, hung in a sling. Never before in the years that he had led a roving band of mercenary killers had he been outdrawn and shot. He had been humiliated as only a gunfighter could be. And his bitterness grew as he listened to one of his henchmen. Speed, a trail from the agency showed the masked man and the engine took Hollis to Veterans Valley. Well, it's dead sure they're in cahoots with those ex-soldiers. The way you tell it, Whitey, that wasn't just a holdup and an abduction like I first thought. Mask man must have something on Hollis. We've got to bust Hollis loose so he won't get paid. That's got me stumped. What about that nurse? Maybe we can use her for bait to draw the valley men into an ambush. Whitey, your ideas are all right. But we don't lay hands on her. Why not? We'd have to fight the monarch cowpokes if we did. Even the ones who'd shoot veterans wouldn't let us touch a woman. Uh, cowpokes are funny that way. Well, maybe... Yes, by thunder, there's a way of using that nurse without her or anyone else knowing it. You got a brainstorm? No, it's as simple as ABC. We'll send a message to Todd Hunter, who heads the nesters. And we'll make him think we're holding the girl, that she's in danger. If I know the outfit, they'll come charging into any trap we lay for them. We'll wipe them out. Are you going to be there with just one wing? I sure am. That masked man is my own meat. <laughs> Before starting out for Fort Larkin, the masked man and Tonto stopped in their camp. The Lone Ranger removed his mask and changed his facial appearance with an artful application of stains made from berry juices that darkened his complexion. He changed his face in other ways. You'll not wear a mask to Fort Larkin? I'm going to wear it, Tonto, but I'll wear it over a disguise. I may be recognized as a participant in the raid on the Indian agency. In case I am unmasked, my identity will be concealed by the disguise. There. Now I'm ready to put the mask on again. Now me think man in Washington better answer soon. Time is everything. Unless the government acts promptly, we'll have trouble with the local authorities who are under Hollis' control. Maybe them guns... Hold wait. That's a bugle. That right? call from Fort Larkin wouldn't carry this far. It come from that direction. The direction of Todd Hunter's place. Ah, and me see old bugle there. Maybe Todd is using it. Uh, what that call mean? It's a call to arms. Come on, Toto. We're going back there. Steady, Silver, easy. Uh, we not go to Fort. We go to Hunter's place first. Get him up. Run, Silver! Hey! 
Air hunter happened. Somebody's coming out to meet us, Wolf Silver. Who? What happened here? You. I, I saw you around here before. You're the mask man Hunter was talking about. That's right. Easy, big fella. Who are you? The name is Wade. Ben Wade. I was left here to guard Hollis. I was told you and the Indian had ridden to Fort Larkin. We heard a bugle. What did it mean? Where is Todd Hunter? Todd was sounding the bugle to bring all the men together. They've all gone out to rescue the nurse. Rescue her? Yeah. Someone threw a note over the fence. It was fastened to a rock. Have, uh, have you got the note, Ben? Well, yeah, it's right here, mister. Todd dropped it when he run to sound the alarm. It's a piece of wallpaper. What note say, Kimasabi? Todd Hunter. Speed Cullens found out about me. He's keeping me prisoner in the house, and I'm afraid he'll kill me tonight. I'm writing this with burned matches. I'm going to try to get the Chinese cook to carry it to the fence. Amy Martin. That sounds plenty bad. Ben, did Todd recognize this writing? Nobody'd know that kind of writing for sure. The word prisoner is spelled without an O. Miss Martin is well educated. I noticed that. But I figured she was worked up and having trouble making words with matches. It could be. But no woman writing what might be a last message to the man she loves address him by name alone, enclosed without at least one word of affection. Didn't Todd see that? Mister, he didn't win the Congressional Medal by being careful. This note is a clever trick. Otto, follow the trail of Hunter and his men. Try to catch them. While I take a shortcut and try to head them off. Easy, Scout. You Easy think fella. they're in danger? Danger? They're riding into a death trap. Easy, big fella. Let's go. Get them up. Smartly! The Lone Ranger and Tonto took different routes out of the valley, jumping their horses over the barbed wire and racing deep into the Monarch Range. Speed Collins finished planning his ambush. The hired gunmen and several large parties of company cowhands were hidden at separate places along the brush line trail to the headquarters ranch. Posted at a point nearest the ranch buildings, Speed and his killers had been joined by the sheriff and other local peace officers. The sheriff was saying... Well, Speed, it was like you say, I reckon I can't stop you from bushwhacking those veterans. We're defending company property like we were hired to do. Them homesteaders haven't any right to come busting onto this land. Still, you're going to shoot them without any warning. And I don't like it. Look, Sheriff, if we hadn't been tipped off, they'd have sneaked in, burned the ranch, and massacred all of us. Well, just the same, it goes against my grain. They ought to have a chance. What for? They put themselves outside the law by being in cahoots with that masked man you want for grabbing Hollis and the company's money. All right, all right. But us lawmen aren't burning any powder. Who's that coming there? That's Whitey. He's been watching the trail with field glasses. I spotted the nesters. Where? They've come down the trail a mile or so, but they've stopped. It looked like some fellow overtook them and got them to stop. Likely they're waiting for dark before they come in. Say... There's dust slipping on the trail back of us. Must be a rider coming from the ranch. I can see him now. He's not one of our fellas. Get under cover. Yeah. By thunder, that's the masked hombre who busted my arm. And he's the man who got Hollis and his money. He must have circled around, scouting the trail for the nesters. What do we do? Fill him full of lead? We can't shoot without warning his partners. Anyhow, I want him alive. Yeah, so do I. Anybody got a lariat? Yeah, I have. Not so loud. I get set to drop a loop on him as soon as he gets past. He's slowing down. He acts like he's suspicious. Yeah, now his back's to us. Throw that rope. There. I got it. Even as the loop fell over his shoulders, the Lone Ranger's guns cleared leather. Then the rope tightened, binding his arms. Unable to aim a shot in his own defense, he fired into the ground, hoping to warn the veterans. As the bullets kicked up dust near Silver's hoofs, 
Speed Collins howled in triumph. Check him down. There he goes. Steady, Silver. He's down. Grab his gun. Sure. There, I got him. Let him get up, fellas. I'm arresting him for robbery and abduction. Sheriff, you're making a big mistake. You needn't worry about my mistakes. Take his mask off. Let's have a look at him. Oh, you don't. Oh, you say you're struggling, mister. Give me that covering off your face. As the mask was jerked from his face, the Lone Ranger was glad of the disguise he had so carefully applied. He would not be recognized. And then he realized that, after all, it probably didn't matter because Speed dominated the sheriff, and Speed was a vicious killer. Take a look at him, Sheriff. You recognize him as a wanted man? No, I can't say that I do. I've got my handcuffs here, Speed. I'll take charge of him. Sheriff, you keep out of this. Whitey. Yeah? You go see if those vets have been scared off. Right. No, after all, Speed, You can I'm... take charge of cutting him down after I'm through with him. Speed, I won't stand for any lynching. You won't. Well, you better dry up or I'll have my boys drill all you lawmen. We can say this fella killed you. Speed. Well, Whitey. Homesteaders are still waiting. Well, maybe they'll try to come through yet. Have the monarch fella stay right where they're at. Right. The rest right. of you bring the prisoner and come on. We're heading for the corral. All right, Speed, I got him. The Lone Ranger stood with his back to the fence surrounding the Monarch Corral. His wrists and legs were tightly lashed to the rails. Speed Collins faced him, holding a six-gun in his good hand and easing his broken arm in its sling. A little back, his henchmen formed a semicircle and looked on with wolfish grins. Speed eyed his victim. Well, fella, <laughs> you make a good target tied up like that. You'll hang for this, Colin. Ah, nobody ever swung for killing a road agent like you. Where do you want it first? Put one in his right arm like he did to you. Five bucks says you can't do it from here with your first shot. I'll take that bet, even if I do have to shoot with my left hand. I never claim to be good with it, but I can take my time. Stop it, you coward! It's a nurse. You claim to be tough badman, but you're only tough and bad when you've got every advantage. Let this man go. Get her out from in front of him. I got her. Let go of me. Don't harm that girl. And it's shooting down on the trail. <laughs> That's the end of the homestead. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's worked out just like I planned. Good. Hey, the rest of the bunch must be coming in. Oh, wait, Speed. Let them see the fun. It's a cavalry from Fort Lock. What? Oh! Hold on, you guns. In the name of the United States government. Here come the homesteaders from the other way. Can we give up? What are you doing? Untying our friend. Our friend? I'm loose. Thank you, Miss Martin. I didn't know you without your mask, mister. I'm putting it on again. Well, Colonel Burke, my friend must have answered my message. He did, sir. The politicians involved in the reservation deal are under arrest in Washington and have confessed. And by a special order from the Commander-in-Chief, I've been given authority to arrest the guilty parties here and establish martial law. Martial law won't be necessary now. The veterans have won their fight. Thanks to you, the valley is going to be a place where a man can live in peace with his family. Family, dear? <laughs> well, I, I'll be satisfied with just a wife. Now. <laughs> Colonel Burke... Who is that masked man? Miss Martin, he's the Lone Ranger.
This is a feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated, created and produced by George W. Trendle, directed by Charles D. Livingston, and edited by Fran Stryker. A part of the Lone Ranger is played by Brace Beamer. Thank you.